TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh my gosh, it is 9.07 and I love this hour as well as the others. Center stage is what we call it. All things arts and entertainment. We just believe you ought to know about it and there's a lot going on. Musicians are back. Um, I know that many of the clubs, people are asking, when is this going to open? You know Crooners has been open the whole time. The Dakota, I'm hoping, will open in September. So many of the clubs, we know that First Avenue and all their clubs are open. I am so excited that the theaters are open. So much to talk about tonight, so stay tuned. Of course, we want to introduce our first guest tonight, uh, but I do want to say before I introduce him that Javita and I may be performing at some place that you are familiar with, and I will be announcing that soon. Look for it on Facebook as well. And we thank you for your patience. So many of you has contacted us in different ways, or we run into you out in the in public, and you'll say, when are you guys performing again? When are the Steels performing again? Thank you for that. Thank you for loving us. You are the wind beneath our wings. So we're going to make sure we bring you some music for sure, so stay tuned. All right, let's take a listen to the music of Thomas Aban. Do you know who he is? That is the music of Thomas Aban. The song is called The Spiritualizer. It is the second, I'm sorry, the CD is called The Spiritualizer, and it is the second release from the local artist Thomas Aban, who is joining, joining us tonight. They say the dreamy vocalist, as you hear his voice, and he's a guitar player as well. He's joining us right here on Center Stage. How are you, Thomas? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. I don't think I've ever had you on the show before, have I? No. Okay, so tell us about you and how you came to be in music. Um, Well, I've been doing music um, my whole life, really. Uh, I always loved music, and now I get to make it. Do you write the songs as well? Yeah, I, I write everything I play. Everything you play, I thought this song sounded familiar to me, so it ha- it's an original. That's yeah. incredible. And that was called Spiritualizer, correct? That was called uh, Surrender Song. Oh, gosh, I knew that. Surrender Song. Thank you so much. So when you put this album together called The Spiritualizer, is this number two your second album or your third? It's my second, yes. It is your second album. What is your process for writing these songs? Do you say, I'm going to do an album once you know that you are inspired to write the songs? Um, not really. I mean, it's, it's, it's basically, you know, I've, I've done one, now it's time to do another one. So, uh, I mean, there's, there's nothing much to it other than that in terms of deciding to do an album, you know, and then after that it's, mostly about finding the right songs for that project. 
Let's talk about that for a moment, because I noticed that you have 15 songs on this album. Most of the artists will say no more than 11 or 12. Tell me how you got to 15, and were there 20 that you had to get rid of, or you had to put um, aside until you were ready? There was actually uh, 80 that I had to put aside. Um, my my first album uh, ended up being 15, and uh, I I liked the idea of sort of doing trilogies, so this is the second in the trilogy, and each one will have the same amount of tracks as the previous. Um, so that's how I came to 15 on this one as well. So out of the 80 songs, what do you intend to do with all of them? Will you keep using the songs that you have left over and start putting them on albums? Or do you have a different vision? Like, do you want to do more shows with your original music introduced for the first time before you even put it on a CD? Um, it's more, I mean... I'm not quite sure what I'll do with them. My my next record is I'm I'm working on, and that's those are 15 separate songs. Uh, so those 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 uh, the ones I guess you could call like the offcuts. Um, I'm not quite sure what will happen with them. I like them, uh, but you know you have to kind of keep on moving forward. You can't really uh, stay in the past, you know. Right. There's something quite unique about you. I can't put my finger on it. I'm just meeting you and listening to your songs or trying to figure out who you are. How would you define yourself, particularly in a, a genre of music? Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 don't, um, I don't think about what I do in terms of genre. Um, I just make the music that I that I feel and that I think, uh, sounds best. Um, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure there's some genre that I could be put in. Um, but I'm, I don't, I don't really seek that out. So you don't care at all, really, wherever they place your music, fine with you, as long as people can find it. Yeah. I mean, as, yes, as long as people can find it, I'm not mm -hmm. sure it would fit well in like country or something, but the, but again, I don't know. Is there a piece of you that you keep quiet that you don't want to write about? Do you stay away from certain songs that come to your heart, come to your mind that, uh, you know, challenges you to say, should I release it or should I not? And if so, are you the one to make the decision or do you have friends or other people that you respect that you can say, hey, do you think I should add this one to the album? Uh, nothing like that. Um, I suppose if it's, suppose if I write something that I think is um, uh, not right for the project that I'm working on, then I guess it's pretty easy to pull the trigger and not release that. Um, I'm not sure. I, I, I guess I haven't really thought of that before. I, I just know that everything that I've put out, I've, I've felt comfortable putting out. So I don't know if maybe that answers that. Do your songs connect to one another? The Spiritualizer, tell us why it's called that and how these songs fit into that title. Um, <clears throat> well, the title came about... Um, actually, I'm not even quite sure. I just know it, it popped into my head. I had a number of titles. Um, and when I listened back to the, the songs that were going to be on the album, uh, I realized that The Spiritualizer just just felt right. Um, it was more of a feeling than, um, you know, trying to, um, explain something or, um, or, uh, uh, you know, try and get to the heart of anything that was on any particular song. Um, 
it was it was more about a feeling. So that feeling that you have uh, in the music, are you hearing from your fans? Are they excited about this second album? And if so, when you do a, an album release party, and I hope you are going to do one, are you? Uh, no, so I, I released it on uh, Friday, so the, the time ah, is just the next out. one. The next one, I will. Okay, and did you have good comments back from your fans and from people who just heard from you about Spiritualizer? Yeah, um, pe- people seem to uh, think it's uh, okay. I think I'm just trying to figure out you um, watching some of your videos or the uh, the pictures that you have on your website. I'm quite fascinated. So, Thomas, as you move forward, uh, I don't know how old you are. You look really young in some of the pictures, so I don't quite know that much about you. But I I, I think people call you a, a dreamy vocalist for a reason. There's something very soothing about your voice. Is that disturbing to you, or do you really appreciate that? Uh, I mean, it doesn't sound like an insult, put it that way. All right, good enough. So hopefully we'll hear from you again soon. Uh, I'm going to keep looking you up and try to find out as much as I can about you because you're quite interesting. Um, So congratulations to you for getting the second album out. And as a prolific writer, I know you will have many more in the future. So thank you for taking the time to join us tonight. Thank you for having me. All right. That is Thomas Aban. And, of course, you can find out about him somewhat on his website at Thomas. A-B-B-A-N, thomasaban.com. All right, we have some really great guests for you tonight. Coming up next is going to be Joseph Bingham. And who is he? Well, of course, we're going to find out from Joseph Bingham, who is a co-director of the Cole Center. And I'm so excited to finally get an update on the Cole Center. We know about the dance. This this was created, um, and it was just for dance at first. And then all of a sudden it says performing arts. A lot of people miss that on the title. Uh, but they have dancers. They have um, competitions. They have um, singers. And uh, the Steels did a concert when we first did our Gershwin uh, show, where we did arrangements of all these Gershwin shows that we absolutely loved. So to know that the Cole Center is still going strong, I cannot wait to get an update from them. I try to do it at least once a year. So his name is Joseph Bingham, and I can't wait to talk to him at at 923. So do stay tuned. Also coming up at 933 is Mia Dore. Last week, the legendary Linda Ronstadt turned 75 years old. And to help celebrate her career, Mia Dore has a special night coming up at Crooners with a tribute show called The Evolution of the D. We're going to find out everything about that show from Mia Dore. And then, of course, at 9.50, Anna Olson and Kayla Hambeck is going to join us. Community theater is back. That is not something we've talked much about in a very long time. And I am excited because community theater really is the feeder into all other theaters. And so knowing that young people have a chance to start learning so much about theater, seeing if they like it, and if they do, they can continue on. And some of them go on and really have big careers. So I'm excited to talk to Anna and Kayla about community theater being back and that they are packing people in with this show coming up in Fridley. No, not at Crooners, but at the Fridley Community Theater. We'll talk all about that soon. We'll be back in a moment. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. 
and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back, everyone, to Center Stage, all things arts and entertainment. We just believe about it, uh, believe in it. It is so important that we support the arts. And one thing you do here in the great state of Minnesota is support us. So thank you so very much. Joseph Bingham is joining us, as I mentioned a moment ago. Well, why? Because we want to know what's happening this summer and what are the plans for the fall for Minnesota's gem of an artistic home. It's called the Cole Center. If you've never been there, it is so worth going to see a show there. And we're going to talk to Joseph Bingham, who is the co-director at Cole Center. How you doing, Joseph? I'm doing great, Jerlyn. How are you? I'm doing well. Do most people call you Joseph or Joe? Uh, Joseph is great. Hey, now. I know I like Geraldine, too, so there you go. Don't ask me what yeah. my family calls me. Don't ask. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited to uh, catch up with the Cole Center and see what you guys are planning um, for the, you know, the fall and even what's going on this summer, if anything at all. Yeah, thank you for uh, having us on for this update. Um, you know, we're really excited because it's our 10th anniversary of the uh, remodeled Goodale Theater reopening um, this year. And uh, we are just so excited to have a lot of local favorites coming back, some new partnerships with other presenters in town, um, and just a whole lot that'll be happening uh, kicking off in September. Our uh, season tickets go on sale, and our announcement happens August 3rd, so I can't reveal really a whole lot right now. But, oh, come um, on. It's just us. I know, I know right? <laughs> and, and everyone else listening. But uh, hopefully they can be really excited. I, um, people, people will like this. They'll, they'll see some things. Uh, a lot of local dance favorites that they've come to know and love at the Cole Center, a lot of new things. Um, uh, there might be a familiar holiday show happening at the Cole Center. I guess I can tease that. Um, but I, we're really excited to welcome people back to the theater after uh, what have been almost 18 months without people in our main theater space and not a lot of people in the building. But um, this summer and kind of throughout the pandemic, our studios have been open. So artists and dancers have been in there making work and people people were still making things happen um and we did a lot of virtual engagements which will also be a part of our uh next season so yeah 
A lot yeah. of people are sticking with the virtual as well as going live uh, also. And so we know that there are options for those that are not comfortable, especially with, you know, the variant going on here in the great state of Minnesota, but not bad. Thank goodness. Not bad yet. Um, right. But the people are going to want to make that decision. Do I want to go in the building and sit next to people and enjoy a great dinner or something like that? Or do I want to go into the um, you know, go over to the TV and watch it. So I, I don't blame you for doing that. What are you hearing from your fans that have just waited all this time um, to see, you know, I go by there sometimes with all the construction over there. I'm sure you guys are thinking, "Woo, thank God we don't have a show open right now. Um, right. But I can all, yeah, right. So I can only imagine how, how much of a challenge this has been for you all. Were you ever on the brink of not coming back? Um, you know, thankfully, we were able to um, manage things financially. It felt like we were on the brink at, at some points, but we we just really wanted to stay uh, committed to the artists we work with and the work we do for the community and um, did our best to stay off of being on the brink as best as we could during a pandemic. Um you know, and thankfully, our, our parent company, Art Space Projects, was really there to help support us, um, both from a staff standpoint and a financial standpoint. So we're really grateful to them as well. Um, but but the people who come to see shows at the Coles, they, they want to see them again. And, you know, and certainly you, you said it before, we want to do it as safely as we can, and we want to give people options, which is why pretty, pretty much everything, almost everything we're going to do next season uh, we'll have either a virtual component or you can come see it live in the theater if you're comfortable doing that. Um, and we're we're just really excited that people are starting to come back downtown. Um, things are seeming to pick up down there. We've come back to our offices uh, more frequently now, and it, it's just starting to feel like a different energy than it has the past year, year and a half. And I know connected to um, the Cole Center, there's that restaurant now that's called, what is it called? Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's uh, Gold Room. Gold Room, yeah. And so that is really busy all the time as well. I've been passing down through that area, just checking on you guys. I always want to see your marquee to see if anything is going up to say that you're open. And so it's exciting to know that you, like so many other theaters, so many other venues, are giving it another try. You're going at it 100%. Tell me about the dance troops that have survived this pandemic and are still going strong, and you'll have them in the Cole Center soon. Yes, um, you know, that's been, uh, it's been really challenging for all nonprofits and a lot of, of dance in particular. Um, a lot of companies had to lay dormant for a while, uh, but I think everybody, a lot of these dance troops did try to uh, support their workers and their dancers as best they could, you know, with as much as much as they could. And thankfully, you know, we've had some, uh, dollars coming in through the American Rescue Plan and others that have allowed um, art makers to continue making art. But it, it has been tough. Um, and, you know, as people come back to producing and making work again, they're going to need the audience to support them um, and to, to buy those tickets and to show that they still care. And I, I think people have a sense and the dance troops have a sense that they're their audiences do care and want to see that work again, which is why everybody is trying to get on board and get get things running again as soon as we can now that it's seeming like there's a, a light at the end of the tunnel.
You know, I have a granddaughter who's eight years old, and she really, really wants to take ballet lessons and so much more. I want to bring her to a show at the Cole Center. What would you say is coming up that I could bring her to that wouldn't be too much for an eight-year-old? Um, that's a really good question. Again, I don't want to give too much away for the oh, come for the on, season, but I, there <laughs> there will be several things that she will be able to go to at the Cole Center. I guarantee it. Our holiday show, in particular. Um, there will be some, uh, maybe this is a good teaser, some taptastic things happening in the fall. Uh, tap dance-wise, there will be some ballet oh, that she will certainly awesome. be able to go to that might involve a early Saturday morning matinee. Awesome. Um, you know, so I, I think there will be plenty um, for families of all ages to come and do at the Kohl's Center um, for for sure. And if you ever want to come down, we have several great dance schools that reside in the Coles Center. Um, just check our website. You can see our partners there and um, like Minnesota Dance Theater, Xenon, um, Journey Productions is also there now, uh, you know, and give give things a look and, and see if there's a, a dance class that makes sense uh, for your grandchildren, your children, you even could take <laughs> No, baby, that's not going to happen, sir. Okay. I'm just letting well, you, know. you know. But I would love to introduce her to it. I'm definitely going to look into it. And if people want more information about the type of shows that are coming when you do release it, where do they go? They can go to thecolescenter.org. Oh, is it the Cole Center? Yeah, yeah. There's an oh. extra, there's, we throw those three extra letters in there just to, I, you know, maybe throw people off or something, I guess. But they are they are there. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm so glad you said that. We did not have that. The Cole, org. I'm so excited about this, Joseph, and I, you'll see me buying some tickets to come and bring my granddaughter to some of these things. I'm just happy that you guys, too, survived it all. You take care of yourself. All right. You, too. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Coming up next after uh, weather, we're going to have the whole Linda Ron Stance show that we're going to talk about. That's at 933. Stay tuned. I've always liked Linda Ronstadt's voice, and so I'm just sitting here, you know, hip-shaking in the chair. <laughs> well, last week, the legendary Linda Ronstadt turned 75 years old, and to help celebrate her career, Mia Dore has a special night coming up at Crooners with a tribute show called The Evolution of the Diva, Linda Ronstadt, which focuses on a featured vocal performer's career, life, music, and the world events that shaped us. A live band, backup singers, narrators, and multimedia are the backdrop for the show. This sounds like a huge show, Mia. Welcome to Center Stage. Hi, Geraldine. Thanks for having me. Okay, so here's the thing. Linda Ronstadt is so beloved, so huge. She had songs that will stick with us forever. How in the world? I mean, when you have a songbook like hers, I don't know how you guys... If it's a tribute show or not, how do you figure out which songs to do? Do you just pick the ones you love the most? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's part of it. But um, we span like 50 years of her career. Uh, in our show, we do 20 different Linda Ronstadt songs. And um, she just had such an amazing dynamic career uh, that, you know, I, I, uh, yes, it was hard to... It was hard to pick the songs that we could do and the ones that we weren't able to do, but I really feel we picked the, the 20 most strong songs of hers. That You know, the awe songs, when you hear them start and you go, oh, I love that song. Right. 
<laughs> so what is your favorite? My favorite of the songs is probably Different Drums. It was her first big breakout song in 1967. And, um, yeah, it was written by Michael Nesmith, and uh, it was her first big tune. Uh, yeah, it was it was a great tune. And I was alive in 1967, so I remember it. I love it. <laughs> so here you are introducing this to some, and then others will be singing along with the group. How many band members are there? There's four band members. We have um, Gary Rayner on bass. Oh, Gary. Uh, Jesse Mueller on keyboards. Yeah. Scott Grave is on guitar and saxophone. Mm -hmm. Bob Johnson is on the drums. And then there's uh, four singers. And who are the singers? The singers are uh, <laughs> Brian O'Dowd and um, who? Angie Hunt and uh, Heather Neese and myself. Wow. And yourself. Yeah. So you're doing all the Linda Ronstadt songs. Or are you handing any over to the background singers? <laughs> well, I'm giving them a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I did this series at Crooners called The Pianist Knows Best, and the pianist could choose what songs I had to sing. Let me tell you something, woman. I am thinking to myself, man, don't ever do that again. <laughs> but it was really it was really fun. Okay, so here this, this concert is going to happen. It's huge with multimedia going on. Which stage are you on? We are on the Belvedere, the beautiful ah, Belvedere yes. stage. Yeah, outside under the tent. There's a nice breeze going on. It's beautiful. You can see the lake. Uh-huh. Yeah. I know and you can see so the lake. It's so beautiful. Right? Mm -hmm. Right? Okay, yeah, so... No, I, oh, yeah, I've been in the Belvedere Room. When they first opened, I went to see a, a show there, and then a second time I had to go be a part of one. And it was just very, I don't know, it was just something really beautiful about being in that tent on a early summer day, you know? It was just... Yeah. Um, quite special. So here you are focusing on this woman. Did you, do you all have also have stories that you'll tell about Linda Ronstadt before some of your songs? Absolutely. We have stories to tell about her from um, her biographies and uh, some unofficial biography stories. <laughs> and she, she, you know, she was really quite an amazing woman. She was a pioneer for women in music and uh, in all different genres and really a forward thinker for her day, and uh, just an amazing vocalist. I'll tell you, you know, studying her material has been, uh, you know, quite a journey for me, too, and has made me a better singer just by listening and studying Linda Ronstadt. She's, she really is an amazing person and singer, yeah. So mm -hmm. as you researched her, what was something that surprised you? What did you learn about Linda Ronstadt that you did not know, other than being the pioneer for other women singers and that sort of thing? What did you learn that really surprised you? What surprised me is um, the different kinds of music that Linda Ronstadt did. She started out very folky um, and then got into the, sort of pop rock, and then she did some hard rock, then she did some Broadway music, some very difficult Broadway music, and then she did the Nelson Riddle albums uh, with the Great American Songbook. Um, she had really poppy stuff in the 80s, and uh, yeah, just the span of her career and all the different genres that she was able to cover and really, you know, expansive career. Mm-hmm. 
She's 75 years old. You know, that, that uh-huh. shocked me today. You know, the last time I saw her on television, she sure didn't look like that. Although uh-huh. I shouldn't say that because we look pretty good. As we get older, we're starting to look pretty good. <laughs> this particular generation, so there you go. Um, so with her, she's still singing, correct? No, unfortunately, she has Parkinson's disease. Oh. So she is no longer singing. Yeah. Wow, so you're she helping to keep her. Probably five years ago. Mm-hmm. That's got to be so hard. I ask oh, a lot a of the artists time. that come on, you know, I ask who is supposed to tell us when we're done. And here you are doing a tribute to Linda Ronstadt. Do you ever think about that? Who's to tell us when we're done as artists? Like when it's time to to put it on a shelf? To just stop, yeah. That's what best best girlfriends are for. <laughs> <laughs> Not a husband, but a best girlfriend, right? That's right. <laughs> The women will tell you put take off those shoes, take off that mini skirt, and put on some decent makeup, honey. You're done. <laughs> so yeah, you're probably right about that, Mia. Well, tell us when and where people can uh, get their tickets. Are the tickets still available? There are tickets still available. Uh, the sales are going really well. Uh, it's this Wednesday, July twenty eighth, at Cruiser this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And what time? What time? Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Well, well done. I think they, they stream the shows as well, right? You can either get the ticket and come see the show, or are they streaming this show as well? They stream some shows, but they won't be streaming this show, unfortunately. Okay. So, now, no, what are you going to People got People got to buy their tickets and come on out. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. They have to buy the tickets regardless, right, even if they're yeah. streaming. But here's the good news. The good news is that it's a tribute. Are you looking like her? Are you trying to put on the outfits, the makeup, the hairstyle? Because she's famous for her hairstyle. Are you thinking that that's part of the tribute, or are you not trying to go that far? Um, you know, I, I'm wearing some period clothing um, and makeup, and I do my hair somewhat like her through the ages, more the older, probably the 70s. Linda Ronstadt is how my hair is when I do the show. Uh-huh. No I do the kidding. 70s. And actually, we all dress up. All the singers dress up in 70s. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Okay. Here's a secret I need to tell you. I okay. am a 70s pop queen. Man, I love those songs. <laughs> so I'll never forget when I was telling my family, and some of my cousins were like, you like what? And I'm like, yeah, you know. I'm just so addicted to those 70s tunes. So you go with it, Mia. You go and get it done, honey. And uh, I'm really, I know people are going to want to know more about it. So, of course, it's going to be at Crooners. Do you have that website for me? I think it's CroonersLoungeMN.org. Is that correct? Correct? Or dot com? CroonersMN. Yeah. CroonersMN.com. Yep. Exactly. Have a ball. Have a ball, okay? Thank you so much. And thanks for having me on the show. You're so welcome. Take care. Okay. All right. We have one more guest tonight, and that is um, Anna Olson and Kayla Hambrick. The two of them are going to join us to talk about community theater and that it is back going strong. I can't wait to hear about it. And this event is is also taking place in Fritley. Don't go away. We'll be back. We'll be right back. Oh, my gosh. I love ABBA, too. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I love all of that stuff, you know, 70s stuff. You can count me in. Welcome back. I tell you, Ed, this is our last interview, and to know that there are still people who are doing ABBA music, um, we know that this is a good idea, right? 
<laughs> a really good idea. But Anna Olsen plays Donna and Kayla Hambeck plays Rosie in Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia, which opened Friday to sold-out crowds at the Fridley Community Theater at Fridley High School. And they have added a couple of shows because of the interest from theater-goers. How about that? And I just had a friend tell me about Mamma Mia playing in a different city. This is exciting that they're going to be in Fridley at the Fridley Community Theater. Anna and Kayla, welcome. How are you? Really good. Thank you. Okay, so rehearsals have been going uh, quite well, Anna? Yeah, rehearsals have been going great, and we actually had, we just finished our opening weekend. We had a preview performance on Thursday and shows on Friday and Saturday, and it has just been been received by very enthusiastic audiences. So how long has it been, Kayla, um, since this pandemic started um, that the, the community theaters had to stop for a while, or is it just coming back? So this is actually the first performance that Fridley has done since February of 2020. So it's been so great to get a chance to come back to this audience that, like Anna, like Anna was saying, we've, we're pretty much sold out. So it's so great to see that Fridley is really excited to welcome us back. And we're starting to see that all over the Twin Cities. I know that for a fact. And and knowing that the theaters are all going to come back, the big theaters. And so we know that we're going to be back in style again when it comes to theater. Here's the thing for me. Community theater, if I understand it correctly, Anna, is that it gives children and families a, chi- a chance to work together in a theater, a community theater a space, and these children can go on and become bigger stars at some of the bigger theaters. It, it really is an open line um, towards going bigger and further. Am I correct on that? Yeah, I think that's a really important observation is that a lot of people can get their start in community theater or even work around in different theaters, maybe professionally, semi-professionally in the community and come back to community theater. I myself, uh, my first show at Fridley Community Theater was with my niece who, you know, at the time she was eight years old and now she's graduated from high school. She's moving on and is going to be doing theater in college. So that's actually a great observation. And actually, there's a woman in our cast who is, I think she's in her um, mid to late 50s. And she's, this is actually her very first community theater show. So you see people like that as well, who have just always wanted to do it. And community theater kind of gives them the opportunity to, to perform. So Anna, you're playing the role of Donna. Tell us about her. And then Kayla will come to you and hear about Rosie. Yeah, Donna is a single mom. Um, her daughter, Sophie, is about to get married and kind of leave home. Uh, that's really the start of the show. And um, I really feel like the, the center and kind of the heart of the show is about this relationship between a mother and a daughter and um, kind of the idea of, of letting go and, and saying goodbye and kind of watching your, your child grow up and, and find their own journey. Finding their own journey is difficult, but can you imagine all of the families that are in in the, the space, the community theater, looking up at these children and their parents and so many of their friends that are in this piece? It must be exciting for the audience to see people they know up on the stage. All right, tell us about Rosie. Absolutely. So I love, absolutely love playing Rosie. Rosie is one of Donna's friends from back when they were, young gals forming this girl power band called Donna and the Dynamos. 
And Rosie is a really unique character, I think, in musicals. She's in her 40s. She's independent. She doesn't need no man. She's out there (laughs) living her life and doing her own thing and is completely unapologetically who she is. But she still has such a soft side and such a love for Donna and for Donna's daughter um, and for just living her best life. Oh, you sound like you love this character. (laughs) What? Yeah, right? It's nothing like that. So how long have you been in community theater, Kayla? I do I do all kinds of things. I have um, been privileged enough to get to do a show at the Guthrie. I have worked um, at other places around the Twin Cities, kind of whoever will have me. But uh, Mamma Mia is one of my favorite shows. So when I saw that Fridley was doing it, uh, I jumped, <laughs> jumped at the chance. Yeah. I was the first person to sign up. So you don't have to be, like, you don't have to live in uh, Fritley in order to be a part of the Fritley Community Theater? You don't. They're very welcoming and very accepting to everyone. I think most of the people live within probably about five miles of the school, but I actually live down in Eden Prairie. So I understand that you've got so many theater goers coming to see this show that you guys are talking about adding some new shows, maybe, I mean, a, a couple of more nights so that people can really get out and see that. Is that true, Anna? Yeah, that's true. We've actually added one more night. So next week we added a night on Wednesday, the 28th. So the rest of our run is the 28th through the 31st. So, yeah, we were able to add one more night. I think that night now is actually almost sold out as well. Incredible. Congratulations (laughs) on having a very successful show. Uh, Please tell the director and the owner of the theater, I said congratulations. That's a really big deal. And if people want tickets, I see that we go to Fridley Community Theater with a T-R-E at the end, dot org. Is that correct, ladies? That's correct. There's also walk-up tickets available. They reserve some. So if you get to the theater early, you might be able to get a ticket that way, too. Well, that's pretty exciting. Again, it's Fritley Community Theater with a T-R-E-F-E-N dot org. Anna Olson, Kayla Hambeck, thank you so much for joining us tonight, and congratulations on a very successful show. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. All right, I also want to let everyone know that my sister Javita and I will be performing at Crooners on August 8th. We are really excited. We just booked it. We have two weeks Two weeks, and we already have a great band, and we're so looking forward to it. We hope you will come out and support us in that. We can't wait to see you. It's been a long time. We're just looking forward to seeing you at Crooners, and it's going to be in the Belvedere, the tent outside, and we hope that you will be ready to get your dancing shoes on, sing along with us on some of the songs, and just hear some of the music that Javita and I absolutely love to do together. We've had a chance to do some of these songs uh, recently, and others we have not done in a while and we just can't wait so come on out to crooners uh the tickets will be on sale sometime this week again we've got two weeks to get this done and it's going to be fabulous i ordered a special dress today don't tell javita (laughs) all right we're going to take a break and we'll come back with the final hour the mom and michael hour in just a moment tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Donchich. the step back three you bet music you set my world on fire and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tune or download the TuneIn app to start listening 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 